Who are the biggest winners from the Cowboys' Week 2 preseason win over the Los Angeles Chargers? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I am Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, how are you doing today, sir? Good, man. We had a, a nice game over the weekend. Lots to digest. Obviously, a ton to talk about. So let's let's not waste any more time yeah. and let's get right into it. Yeah, I mean, the biggest winner of the Cowboys uh, week two preseason game of, of course, Cavante Turpin, uh, the receiver, but really the the return specialist uh, had a kick return for a touchdown and a punt return for a touchdown in that game. Uh, I went to verify this. You know, in the history of the NFL. It's only happened three other times, including postseason and preseason, where the same player has had a kick and punt return touchdown in the same game. Pretty rare. Um, But I think Turpin, pretty special player. What was your takeaway from those two dynamic returns? Well, the kick return was, uh, you know, it was it was exciting. It certainly wasn't uh, uh, shocking after he got you know past a couple of these guys and you saw some of the blocks that he was getting from specifically. I think it was McEwen and mm-hmm. Ferguson, um, and then he was just able to kind of get the angle and go. I, I thought the punt return was just yes. absolutely electric. I mean, we, I, th- we, I we think we should that- talk about the punt return because the punt return is the one that is should get you more excited. Yeah, and and, and I mean, really, what it shows you is there's a rate it's really, really rare to find a player who is both quick and fast. Uh, and, and that's what Turpin is. And, 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 and I think he displayed that perfectly, right? He makes the first man miss uh, after he receives the ball. And then he's basically at a dead stop, you know, and surrounded by three guys, waits for it to kind of uh, uh, wash towards him a little bit. And then he makes his move. And then once he's going, he just destroys everybody's angles uh, he, he gets back up the field. He cuts it back outside. Uh, and basically all he had to do was beat the punter to the corner and he was gone. Uh, I just think that those kind of guys who have uh, a, an ability to be quick in a box and then turn on jets afterwards, it's just it's just rare. Mm-hmm. And when they when you do have those kind of guys, they can, can produce those sort of uh, dynamic plays. I will point out one more thing, too. The, the jet sweep, I thought, really also showed you. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned this. The easy speed. You know, we talk about the jet sweep a lot. We have over the years. And, you know, I, I think you could go back to a couple of years ago. We talked about Lucky Whitehead and when they were trying to re- uh, replace Lucky Whitehead from doing the kind of jet sweep, how it requires a level of kind of easy speed. Right. Where because you, when you get the ball in the jet sweep or a reverse like that, where you're, where you're it's very flat and you're just trying to create bad angles. Uh, you know, I think there's a, a, a just uh, there's a there's a there's a fault to some folks to try to just sprint the entire time, and and you know defensive players have good angles when you do that. What 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 
you see with Turpin is a guy who understands how to vary his speed mm-hmm. and how to destroy angles that way. When he gets the ball and he's reversing, and, and he does a little bit of this when he's returning kicks and punts too, he he shows you so, like three-quarter speed, lulls you into like this sleep. You get your angle going, and then once you start coming downfield towards him, that's when he starts really sprinting. He gets the corner, turns up the field, and, and has an ability to get seven yards when – uh, you know, any other player that was in the position that he was like moments ago probably would have lost a yard. So it just shows you the kind of ability not only to quickly get to full speed to to you know be able to move around guys, but but to vary his speed to the point yes. where it's making defenders like rock back and forth and not certain what they're doing. Couple of things on the end around. We'll go back to the pump just because I actually had the same takeaway on the end around because. I was so impressed by that play. So I reached out to the guys over at the uh, NFL Next Gen Stats and asked what was the expected yardage on that play? Because if you watch it again, the defensive back has a great angle on turf. Yeah, he does. And it's different than a jet sweep because typically on the jet sweep, you're getting the, the handoff a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. That was technically defense, a pass, wasn't it? Like because he was actually because he actually flicked it up. Right? Yeah, but it, it was it was more that when you get the jet sweep. You, you're closer to the line of scrimmage, and yeah. from the snap, just not a lot happens. But when you have an end around, the defense has a little bit more time to react. Defensive back was in a great position, and Turpin made the play. But back to the, the NFL next-gen stats, they had that as an expected gain or expected loss of minus 2.1 yards, considering where the defender is at. It's a seven-yard gain for Turpin. Just kind of shows you the, the quickness and stuff. But back to the punt return. If you talk to any special teams coordinators, they'll say the most important part of a successful punt return is making that first guy miss. Because once you do that, the numbers change in the favor of the return team. Because now not only is it 11 on 10, you've got a punter and a long snapper that aren't used to making tackles. So you're really, it's like 11 on eight. So if you could make that first you know guy miss like Turpin did and then get up the field, you have a great chance of being successful uh really quickly landon we talked about how can this cowboys team improve despite lesser talent this season right because i mean it's clear they just don't have the same talent they had last year one way is on special teams like this right last year they were 27th in the nfl an average field position after kickoffs they were 30th in punt return average they were 29th in fair catches on punt returns fair catches because usually if you have a good returner you're going to have a lot of fair catches because they don't want to punt to you. But if Turpin can help them improve in those areas, that's how you become a better overall team. Yeah. One thing that was shocking about this team last year is that despite all the turnovers they got uh, last year, they still didn't have great average starting field position, you know, and that's something that, you know, if you have decent special teams, you don't need necessarily to have to rely or you shouldn't have to rely on turnovers in order to kind of get that. And frankly, Turnovers were, I mean, special teams were kind of what negated the the positive uh, starting yes. position you were getting from the from the defense. So if they can add to that and just you know pick up five or ten extra yards of, of field position per uh, per drive, like that's going to make a huge difference uh, for an offense that uh, maybe isn't quite as uh, as explosive, but is a little bit more efficient this season. Uh, last question before we move on. Do you think Turpin can be like an all pro level returner this season for the Cowboys? You know, you know, normally you wouldn't try to put that on a guy who's starting his first year in the NFL, but I think 
punt returner and special teams. I mean, you could say that same about a kicker, honestly, if you wanted to. I, I think those are the kind of positions where you can make that kind of jump, where there's a guy you've literally never heard of before the season uh, coming in and, and making an immediate impact in, in that way. He has, I mean, he has a skill set for sure. Like that level of quickness and speed, I think, is, is going to serve him well in that role. Uh, and he clearly has a lot of experience. I mean, he's been doing this, you know, since college and 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 uh-huh. beyond. And he's been doing this professionally even uh, up until this point. So uh, I do think he has the ability and the skill set to do it. I, I, it'll be interesting to see if he gets the opportunity. Just want to say this is somebody who has proven that he can do it at three different levels right now. The NFL showed you that here last week um, in, in the USFL, and then all the way back in college. In TCU, during the 2017 season, he averaged 31 yards per kick return. That led the nation. 2018, he averaged 19.4 yards per punt return. That also led the nation. So this isn't new for him. Like He's been a really good returner for – he did this for four years at TCU, did it for a year in the USFL. Like He's a pretty proven uh, returner there, Lance. So I think we should be getting excited. But the Cowboys special teams once again. Uh, all right, let's let's talk about some other winners from Saturday night. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. Find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online so- source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening right now. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Landon, your highest-graded offensive player that played at least 25 snaps on Saturday night was Jake Ferguson. Yeah. It was... It was a uh, really an impressive showing from a couple of these rookies, and I thought Ferguson uh, was a guy who, you know, he's shown us something in the last game. Um, he had, uh, uh, you know, really, I mean, really was we weren't sure what to get from Ferguson coming out into the last game. You know, he had missed some time in Oxnard with the ham- hamstring injury. We'd seen him a little bit, and he had looked good. Uh, but I think this game really kind of shows you what you can do with this guy. He. he uh, was solid point of attack blocker. He saw him in pass blocking. He saw him in run blocking. And then as a receiver, um, he just has that kind of explosive lower body uh, ability to uh, – I mean, he's not like you know Kyle Pitts, but he's a guy that if you get the ball in his hands, he can get north and south really quickly. That, that, big, that big reception that he had, I think it was like a 30-yard reception, uh, he got the ball at basically the line of scrimmage, and he created all that extra yak by – uh, just stopping on a dime, getting up in the field and destroying the defenders that was the defender was stalking him's uh, tackle, mm-hmm. br- breaking through a couple other uh, uh, tackles with just good balance and strength. I think he's a guy who is, uh, I think he's going to be a lot more useful than I even anticipated him coming into the year. I, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to get a lot of snaps uh, and he's going to catch some passes a-, a lot more than I expected. Uh, you know, for a, a tight end two rookie tight end two coming in this year. Uh, and, and I think that's exciting because this is a team that's going to want to use some 12 personnel um, and, and, and he can do a lot of different things. If it feels like, which that was really a, a large concern of mine is okay. It looks like he can do some things as a pass catcher, but if he isn't versatile enough, 
then why am I deploying him out there strictly as a passing weapon if he doesn't provide uh, uh, a second thought to the defense that, oh, he may be a blocker, right? Like if he's not going to be a two-way player, I'll just put a different wide receiver out there. But because he does show you some of that ability to – be either be a, be lined up as a blocker or a receiver, uh, it, it does kind of muddy things up pre-snap. So I am excited because I do think that Ferguson, and we can talk a little bit about Tolbert a little bit. I think Ferguson's development, his quick development, will kind of help, you know, lessen some of the of the stress and 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 uh, focus on Tolbert's development uh, because you'll be able to kind of deploy him in conjunction with Tolbert a little bit more. Um, you know, and not have to just rely solely on three man, three wide receiver sets and that sort of thing. I still think Ferguson needs to improve as a run blocker. Like it's still not there yet. The technique is fine, but I think that's a spot that he can improve. Uh, he actually, Ferguson reminds me a little bit of his tight end uh, by the name of Zach Miller. I don't know if you remember Zach Miller from sure. the Raiders yeah. in like the mid 2000s, but one of those guys, it's like 6'5. 255 not a super great testing athlete but they're just so big in the lower body so strong that it's a little hard to bring them down they're not going to make guys miss in the open field by like juking away from them or anything like that but they can kind of drag you you know for a couple extra yards i think that's what that's where ferguson's going to be an asset for the cowboys offense yeah i mean again i think it, it was shocking to see how quickly he got north and south and, and, and if, and if it's going to be one of those situations where, you know, Dak goes through the progression and then Ferguson is your dump off option and he can get you six yards on a play where there's no one else open and go beautiful. I'll take it. Right. And I think yep. that's the kind of thing that adds easy efficiency. Kind of, we talked about adding that easy button, having somebody who uh, even when you dump it off to them can get you a couple of positive yards, get you in a good position on that down a distance, next down, next down, yeah, move on to the next open. play. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Like, reliable catcher get maybe a yard or two more than was expected we're moving on to the next down that's going to be his role and i think it's fine uh let's talk about another cowboys draft pick tyler smith um yeah some good some bad cut down on the penalties went from just two last week to one this week just a false start no holding um again i don't think it's perfect he's not a he's not a pro bowl player yet but there's a lot of reasons to be encouraged yeah, again, I'm going to need you to stop tempering the expectation, the, the excitement here, uh, because he had one, you know, one or two bad snaps. But outside of that, he was kicking Chargers butt all night long. Basically, he was moving guys out of the hole. He was walling guys off. Uh, he was finishing guys on the ground. Frankly, that that whole uh, uh, here's here's my hot take. I think we need to consider looking at least at Tyler Smith and Matt Farniak as with a couple of first team reps with those guys. I don't know. I, to me, they well, we can moving... save Matt Farniak. Hold on. We, we can save that one for later. Let's talk about uh, that's Tyler what Smith. Think. But t- talking to Tyler about Tyler Smith, I, I thought that he was moving dudes. He was physical. Uh, he was, you know, sealing guys off. He was moving his feet. Well, there's definitely still some stuff he needs to continue to clean up. He's going to get a, uh, and that's the thing we need to remember about these rookies. They're, as many snaps as they've gotten, you know, the guys who are going to play as many snaps as they've gotten so far in these last few weeks, they're about to double those because they're about to get all the snaps, right? As we start to get prepared for week one, these guys are going to start getting a a lion's share. So they're going to improve a lot even further than where they are right now. Uh, I like where Tyler Smith's development is for where he needs to be to start uh, week one. There's still 
tons of stuff to clean up tons you know but i think he certainly belongs he's a physical specimen mm-hmm. he's going to give you an advantage in the run game um this is not a guy you're necessarily going to have to hide a ton when he makes his mistakes he's going to make his mistakes he'll take his lumps uh but i do think that this is going to be a, a an immediate improvement on the offensive line in some form starting week one and then going from there he'll just get better so i'm excited about tyler smith and and, and kind of what have we seen especially these last two weeks I still have my doubts that he's going to be a massive upgrade over Connor Williams last year, just because I stay, I still think Connor Williams was a little underrated by Cowboy fans. However, the one spot where he is going to be a big upgrade is in goal line stuff and short yard stuff. And we saw that against the chargers on Saturday, like when they're in the five yard line and he can just maul guys and doesn't have to worry too much about getting out in space or, you know, you don't really have to worry about holding too much of the goal line because there's just so much stuff happening. Like he was moving dudes, and I can't wait to see like him and Tyron Smith next to each other because those guys are going to absolutely crush defensive tackles. Yeah, because honestly, some of the, the the some of the few bad snaps that Tyler Smith had last night was because Josh Ball was next to him. There was one where Ball completely whiffed on his guy and then got around him, and then Tyler Smith. It looked like Tyler Smith got thrown to the ground, but really he tripped over Ball's leg because Ball was turned all the way around and had his foot in the way. So, uh, yeah, I agree. You get this guy next to uh, Tyler uh, Tyron Smith, uh, you start getting a couple more weeks of just full-time first-team reps. We're going to see a different Tyler Smith week one than we have seen this week, and, and that, yes. I'm excited to see that Tyler Smith. Yes. Uh, all right, we're going to talk about a bunch of other players just kind of quickly before we head out. But before we do that, a public service announcement from drive sober or get pulled over. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but Nash, you live nearby. You can make it home. Okay. No big deal. What are the odds that you're going to get pulled over anyway? And even so what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often even deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from beginning behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to help save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. All right, let's run through a couple more players. Just line or two. Jabril Cox. Looks good. You know, it's flowing to the football well, uh, uh, slicing uh, slicing through the the line to make tackles for loss. Uh, You know, really what you worry about with Jabril Cox is not his coverage or any of that aspect, but, but kind of, his instincts. He already had his issues with kind of run instincts. Uh, well, not, not issues, just he needed to develop it a little bit coming mm-hmm. out of college. Uh, he, he looks like, despite the fact that he missed last year with an injury, that he has kind of developed a little bit there. So, so he looks good. I'm excited to see him play. Yeah, there was a play that he made. I, I don't remember if it was on a swing pass or on a toss out, but he just beat the guy to the edge. And it was, you can see his speed. He's not 100% healthy yet, but he's still, man, he is he good, he's going to yeah. be a, he's going to be a good player for the Cowboys. Uh, Tristan Hill, man, Tristan Hill was kicking butt. <laughs> like, I mean, just all over the place, throwing guys around. Like, I just love. I've always loved his play temperament. I think he just plays angry, 
uh, and he's just like he's in a fight every all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what he's really started to get much much better at is where he's had real problems is being attacked from the side, double teams, you know, getting pushed out of the way. He's doing a much better job this this year of fight of having the techniques to get through those, and then just the will to to fight around those. He made a play uh, a one time where the guy had blocked him out of the hole and he kind of just was able to fight his way through and then just get an arm out and tackle the, the, the running back coming through the hole with one arm. Uh, you know, just and obviously just the incredibly impressive strip sack. Uh, I just think he's a guy who is finally healthy, is finally developing the way he needed to and has the kind of athleticism and, and mentality to play that defensive tackle position. I'm, I'm excited about what he's going to develop into this year. I, I agree. Matt Farniak. I, I don't know, man. Like he's just he's big, he's physical, he moves bodies in the run game, he's solid up front. Um, I'm not worried about him, you know, uh getting pushed back into the quarterback. I, I'm not worried about his attitude is great. I love seeing him finish dudes. I just I like Farniak. Farniak is definitely my type of offensive interior offensive yeah. lineman, I think, where he's just he's got the mentality, he's got the size, he's got the strength. Uh I think you know, look, I, I think Biotis has been fine this summer. It's been, you know, whatever. I, I would like for Farniak to at least get some opportunity to see if he can take that spot because I think he's just really developed really well. And, and I'm interested to see what a Tyler Smith, Farniak, Zach Martin trio inside would look like. I think it would be a very stout interior three. He played 54 snaps on yeah. Saturday. Played center, played guard. He, I mean, he clearly can play all three interior positions, and I think that that's kind of why they are generally, you know, not super interested in like seeing that competition play out because they feel like he's an actual incredible swing interior guy. Yeah. Um, I I think that he might just be too valuable as a center to to not give an opportunity to at least give him a couple snacks to see what it does. I, I'm not gonna be mad if they don't because I think it's probably close between him and Biotish. Uh, but I, I I think it's he's earned the opportunity. I would just play him all next week. Like, hey, Farnia, go play every snap again next week. Be honest, you go ahead and sit because this is awesome having an actual backup center that you feel really, really good about. So a uh, couple of other ones really quickly. A guy that I need to see more of, Jalen Tolbert. Um, same kind of issue he's had the la- last preseason game. Like, he's there to make the play, but he's got to finish. I think, you know, it's interesting going back and watching because I went back and specifically watched Tolbert's routes, you know, because it just didn't feel like you were getting a lot of information. And it's and, and he's he's not where I would like for him to be for week one, uh, but I think he can get there still. I mean, like I said, they're going to get a ton of snaps and especially Tolbert. He's going to get a ton of snaps uh, working with the ones this next week. I now, also he should have wanted... had a 75 yard touchdown at that game, but that's oh different. We can talk about but, that. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like if you go back and watch the game, he was running routes. Well, he's playing, he's running aggressively. He's, he's, he's run blocking really well. The, 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 the route that he, that uh, Marcus is referring to is the pass that went, ended up going to Simi Fahoku, I think in double coverage. The reason it was double coverage is because the safety came down to Fahoku while Tolbert ran right past him on, yep. a, on a, on a post route. It would have been an easy touchdown. Um, but yeah. And then obviously like, Look, I, you know, the touchdown, could Cooper have rushed throwing that ball a little bit earlier? Yes, he could have. Does Tolbert need to make sure he gets that he yep. drags that toe? Absolutely, he does. I, I wonder how much of the kind of lackluster performance that we've seen from Tolbert these last two games specifically has to do with the fact that he doesn't he doesn't run with Cooper Rush outside of, you know, these games. So 
there has been some stuff in practice that has seen him kind of, he's had a, a couple drops. He has slowed down a little bit, but I think that he looks the part. It's just about trying to get that yep. last step of finishing. And, and I think, you know, he's got two or three weeks. I think that's more than enough time. Uh, and again, I, I think that the, the, uh, the development of a guy like Ferguson kind of helps provide him a little bit of cover. And I think the development of a guy like Dennis Houston, who was another guy that I watched last night, just specifically to see his route running, his blocking, mm-hmm. that all looks still looks top-notch. He still looks really good. So um, sometimes it's hard to evaluate wide receivers with with court, with kind of inconsistent quarterback play. Uh, but I think that, you know, that doesn't mean that Tolbert doesn't need to still take a step or two before he's going to be ready for a regular season week one. And we're going to talk about a lot more players from this game throughout the week. We we can't get through all of them, but the, the one I do want to talk about just to, before we head out, Israel Malkamu, maybe yes. the star of the game on defense. He had uh, two pass deflections. He had an interception. He, they were playing him out of the slot on some reps. They were playing him out wide. <laughs> I, I don't know where he fits in with a starting defense because they, they really like the three safeties ahead of him. But man, he's he's made a leap. I mean, he's he's next year's curse. You know, I mean, that's that's I think what they're they're planning is that he's cursed beyond curse's contract, right? He's doing the same things. He's they're they're asking him to do the same things. Uh, you know, and I think this is a guy that has that kind of cornerback athleticism in a safety body that can play linebacker. You know, and it's mm-hmm. a rare skill set. Uh, they seem to have two or three of these guys. Um, but I think that, yeah, Mukamu to me, uh, I, I've i always had Mukamu on my team as far as I was concerned. I, I never – I've always thought that he was – even if he hadn't shown out a little bit, he's just too talented uh, for them to cut. Maybe I was naive then, but I, I don't feel that way now. Um, I, I just think that he is a guy that is has a rare skill set uh, on a team with a coach who knows how to deploy mm-hmm. that skill set, and he's not going to just give away those guys. And I think he showed you why. Like he can do a little bit of everything and do it at a high level. You know, it's not just like oh he can play corner. Uh, well, yeah, and, oh he can play in the box. Like he can take on tight ends and shed blocks and make tackles. He can play in the back end, play the wide, uh, the the rangy safety, and get over to the sideline to make the interception. He can play in the slot jam the 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 slot guy and drop into 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 country cop the country zone drops so i i think he has a skill set that's very rare and, and and it's gonna make him uh, a very valuable piece i think you're right in the sense that where do you find uh, a chance to play him on the field this year uh it's gonna take an injury or very creative uh, play calling but i do think he's a guy that if you're the cowboys you're very excited about the play he's he's shown you these last two weeks yeah i mean through the two games in the preseason throughout training camp he's looked really good and i don't know if we expected him to make this type of leap but when you're that big that athletic and you've got all that sec experience it shouldn't be completely surprising Uh, let me add one more thing you know this is a guy that you, you we don't really know these guys personally right we watch them all kind of from the from a distance and see what they do on the field I will tell you this, like about his personality, that that, that dude is fiery. Like the, the few times I was on the field for practice, there was a day where I don't know if you remember this. I think it was the day that I was actually on the field where he got called for a holding penalty, like during some like seven on seven drill. Mm-hmm. And dude spent like the next 20 minutes 
chewing this referee's ear like there's just no way that was holding man there's just no way and and i just like and you see him on the sideline he gets excited he jumps he you know he's he's one of the guys that's the first in the pile when they're celebrating and that sort of thing so i think he's a little bit like curse in that sense where he's like very fiery and a leader and and, and, a, and a huge part of the kind of uh, excitement in the locker room so uh, I, i'm really rooting for this guy a lot of it to be excited about after this uh, preseason game. So much more yep. than last week. Guess what? We're not even talking about penalties from this week. Like that's how much things have changed in one week, Landon. Oh, they, they everyone tried to talk about penalties all throughout the game, but uh, yeah, like there wasn't going to be any penalties called in the game. But yeah, it, it, it's it's nice to not it being the only refrain that we're hearing uh, post game. Certainly. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you for making Locked On Cowboys your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. Find the intellectual fantasy expert, Vinny Iyer, who brings over 20 years of NFL expertise in a unique angle to give you the moves no one else has. Get ready for your fantasy draft with Locked On Fantasy Football. You can follow the Locked On Cowboys podcast wherever you get podcasts. Also check us out over on YouTube. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Cowboys. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys next time.